When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. U.S. Cellular has always believed that connection is the greatest gift of all. That's why we're giving everyone one line for $34.99 a month with unlimited data this holiday season. That's right, one line, unlimited data for just $34.99 a month. That's more than a great deal. That's locally grown connection from U.S. Cellular. Limited time offer, terms apply. Visit uscellular.com for details. At U.S. Cellular, we care about our customers and our communities. Visit Cellular Advantage, a U.S. Cellular authorized agent located at 2012 Cornhusker Road in Bellevue. America's locally grown wireless at U.S. Cellular. Hello and welcome back to um, another edition of the Waterball Lake podcast after a little bit of a, a minor hiatus. Um, I've been busy moving house and Anne's been very busy with work and to be honest we just haven't really had much time uh, to record so our apologies to our listeners. But we are back, we're back with what I would say is a new season of the podcast and as always I am joined by um, my counterpart, my co-host Mr Anthony Watson. How are you doing? You alright? Yeah, really good, mate. Yeah, it's a good good way to to describe it. In what it's a new season. It's a new season, yeah. <laughs> a little bit late, but whatever. <laughs> new season. I mean, the current Premier League season is eleven games in. Ten, well, ten games for some teams. Um, but we, you know, have a little bit of a little bit of a filler chat in regards to it. And first and foremost, I'm gonna obviously start with the very bottom of the league. Leicester currently rooted at the bottom of the league. Played ten, won one, drawn two, lost seven, conceded twenty four goals. Um, not a great start for Brendan Rodgers' side. What do you think of that one? Um, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I don't think it's unexpected because obviously they didn't, they didn't sign anybody, did they? In the summer, they never spent much money anyway. So no. at the end of the day, them winning the league all those years ago has obviously had a had a diverse effect on on your players that can bring in now because obviously they, they haven't qualified for Europe. In the last few years, so obviously you know, the likes of Mares is, is is obviously gone, but Fafana who's gone this year, um, Tielemans is rumored to be leaving. They're losing the best players, and obviously they 
the players that they had that were doing so well, obviously Casper Schmeichel's left, Johnny Evans is now getting a little older, um, Jamie Vardy's now getting older, and they haven't really replaced them. You know, I, I quite like Daka, who's, who's coming in for them, but Ineacho has been, I would say, probably flopped at Leicester. And you kind of think, where can they go from here? You know, do they, maybe they need to go down, get parachute payments for a couple of seasons, rebuild and come back up again? Um, but I mean, the thing is, though, when you go down into the into the championship, you look you look how how um, competitive the championship is. I mean, there's about eight points separating first to fifteenth. Um, it's a very hard league to get out of. So I don't know whether Sutton Brendan Rodgers is the right idea. Um, who do they bring in with his experience, with his you know a little bit of know how? It's quite hard to replace. I would imagine they'll probably dip into the championship for a, for an up and coming manager, but that's what Wolves are trying to do, aren't they? So it's it's difficult. I think the results have to improve, but they do. They look they look aside who are probably going to go down, um, which is which is a bit of a shame. So I think a lot of people like Leicester, but they they do look aside. That's that's destined for uh, Championship football next season, I'm afraid. Yeah, I mean the start hasn't been great. I mean, yeah, they've signed. Woot Faye is at the back, um, and as far as I'm aware, I think that's the only player they have signed. Obviously, you know, like they've lost um, Wesley Fofana at Chelsea, who hasn't really played yet, as far as I'm aware. But the, the chemistry just doesn't look like it's there. Jamie Vardy is, is, I think he's injured. He hasn't played at all this season, from my memory. I, I don't know. No, but, he's played. He's just, he's just not been, not been. He's just not as sharp as he was, but. Yeah. It's getting older. <laughs> you know, ah, it, 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 it happens. Yeah, I mean, I think I think when we did our predictions pod, I don't think any of us thought Leicester might be down there, root at the bottom of the league with five points. But you know that uh, when you don't sign players, like, and you don't evolve your team, potentially what happens? I mean, look at Sheffield United. The the first season they went up, and um, they were brilliant. Didn't really evolve their team in the second season and went down. So mm-hmm. it it happens. It happens. So. We'll just see. I mean, I feel like there might be some form of mutual termination coming, though. I really do. Um, maybe the heart's not there no more. Maybe they will go for a, you know an up-and-coming manager. Like you say, Rob Edwards obviously got sacked from Watford. People might look at him because like, he has some potential, but he should have really, for me, stuck it out with Forrest Green. Um, I think personally he needs someone experienced in a relegation dogfight to try and get them a bit further up the league. That's my opinion. Yeah, um, but the, but the issue the issue is with that, and and, and if the sack Brendan Rodgers, obviously, because it is looking possible that results aren't aren't happening, but you haven't backed him in the transfer window. So yeah. what are you expecting to happen this year? They weren't they weren't really pulling up any trees last season. So this has been coming for probably two or three years. Yeah. Um, and if there's no money to spend and there's nothing to to give to the manager, what are you expecting when your team is exactly the same as last season? So immediately there. You know the the opposition know how Brendan Rodgers Leicester plays, and he kind of change it because he hasn't got anyone to bring in to change it. So I I, I just think with that, and 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 the managers always, you know, result, it's a results business, but the managers always bear the brunt of it. And for me, I think Sutton would be very very harsh. I think Brendan Rodgers did an excellent job at Leicester. Um, you know, you know, everyone knows what happened with them when they won the league through Ranieri and. I think Rodgers steadied the ship and and got them playing some nice football. I think it was that last year, or the year before, when they were they were they were pushing for the Champions League, they had absolutely no right to be there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they, I think they only just missed out. They were playing some wonderful football. So um, I just think he's been let down um, by the hierarchy there. 
Yeah, I mean, I would say that's a very, very good point. Um, obviously, we'll see throughout the season how they get on. But I want to move up to the next team in, you know, the top 20, which is number 19, and that's Nottingham Forest. I mean, interesting one there. Signed, what, 24 players? Steve yeah. Cooper apparently had his contract, new contract rescinded, then signed a new contract the next day. Bit weird, bit strange what's going on in Nottingham Forest at the moment. It's nice to see them actually given. Uh, I, I mean, I, I wonder if that new contract and is just a, 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 a vote of confidence in them. Um, but again, this 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 is this is a difficult one for Steve Cooper because obviously he's had a team last year who and he, he, it was a miracle getting them promoted, but they've lost a lot of that team, so they did have to bring in a lot of players. You know, obviously Jed Spence, who who was the best player last year, has, has gone to Tottenham, um, but he was only on loan anyway. So I don't know if they had, I don't know if you know if he's going to go to Tottenham or Forest. He's obviously going to go to Tottenham, but it hasn't really worked out for him there. But it's very very difficult to bring in twenty three players in the summer, and they're still signing players now on free transfers. And Serge Aurier signed for them, didn't he? And yeah. that's you've got to you've got the problem is in the Premier League, especially when you're a new team. You have got to gel very, very quickly. And you obviously haven't done it. I mean, he's picked up a couple of results, hasn't he? But um, I worry about them as well because they haven't, I don't think they seem to have a, a, a strike. And I, I like Johnson. I like Brendan Johnson. I think he's, I think he's a, an excellent forward. I just don't think he's ready for the Premier League yet. I think he needed another season in, uh, in the Championship. But he was playing League One football for Lincoln a couple of years ago. I remember watching him and I thought he was going to be a fantastic player. But it's a big step up this league from from the championship. It's a massive step. Look what happened to Mitrovic in his first couple of seasons for for Newcastle and for Fulham. He's had to go back down. He's had to learn his craft, and he's had to come back now. And now he's looking at a, a storming player, isn't he? So um, it does take a while. But this this league doesn't give you that time to um, to gel quickly, and and they obviously haven't done it yet. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I mean, when you sign 24 new players, like uh, on paper, individual, a lot of them do have a lot of quality, but uh, you're right, it comes down to chemistry at the end of the day. I mean, look at, look at Jesse Lingard. Jesse Lingard is a very creative player, but now he's sitting on the bench and not in for us, so something's obviously gone wrong there at the moment and just not fitting the style. Um, But I'm with you. I think there's been too many players bought. There's too much, too many egos probably in the dressing room, which is probably why they are where they are at the moment. Obviously, they had a lot of heart last season going from bottom of the league to getting promoted in the playoffs. I mean, that's an impressive feat. And that's always going to stick with Steve Cooper, to be fair. But again, I, I think they'll be down there, much like you've said as well. And, you know, the, the team above them uh, and also the team above them, Villa and Wolves. I mean, we discussed, you know, Wolves in our predictions pod and I, I think a lot of the, the, the guys and girls who were on that said, you know, Wolves could potentially go down this season obviously sack Bruno Large um, look at it potentially bringing Nuno back I mean and Villa looks like Steven Gerrard's um, a bit concerned about his job given his press conference on Sunday after the game um, Monday sorry was it Monday the player I can't remember Sunday <laughs> Sunday. I um, so obviously two Midlands teams Wolves and Villa respectively I mean they haven't been great this season either no, no, and, and, and Wolves, I watched Wolves, uh, the highlights last <clears> night, and, and Wolves don't look great. Uh, they went 1-0 up against Palace, and probably should have been out of sight, but they let Palace get back at the game, and, and, and you know, Palace ran out deserved winners. Um, they need a manager very quickly. It looks as if, obviously, their first choice, um, the, the Sevilla manager, um, has turned them down. 
Um, and now <laughs> they've obviously haven't had a plan B, so they're not about trying to get anybody in. But they're not about getting the QPR guy. Um, I think it's Mark Baird, I think his name is. And he's actually done a very, very well at QPR so far. But it's well, 15 games into the championship season. Anything can happen in there. So is that a flash in the pan? You don't know. Um, Villa, I think, again, it's another one of these ones where a lot of egos in that team, they're not playing well. I don't think Gerard's done that good of a job there. Because the players that they've got in that team, they shouldn't be in the bottom four. Uh, they've got some very, very good players. And for some reason, it ain't working. Um, so I, I don't expect him to be in a job within the next few weeks. He, may, he might go, I think he might go uh, at the weekend if they don't pick up. I mean, they've got Fulham away tomorrow, which is a massive game. Um, if they don't beat Fulham, um, I fear for for Stevie G. They've got Brentham. He might survive into the next in the next weeks. He's got Brentford um, at home, but I mean Brentford have had an alright start the season, so it's yeah. not an easy game. Um, but what what I think a lot of teams might be doing, Gary, with the Leicesters, with the Villas, they might wait until this FA Cup FA Cup this World Cup break comes in, and then it gives them time to like, kind of like restock the decks, so to speak, and to bring uh, bring a new manager in. I think they might wait that. Give that a little bit long, longer time so they can bring somebody in that can do the homework, I suppose. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you on that one as well. I mean, Wolves, I mean, I quite like Bruno Large last season, if I'm being honest. I mean, I just I feel maybe they got a bit unlucky when they signed um, Sasa Kalajevic. I think that's how he pronounced his name up front, and then he got injured in training, so then I had to go for Diego Costa. Um, obviously, got Raul Jimenez, but like. I, I feel like they're missing something. I was surprised that Connor Cody went to Everton as well. I thought that was a little bit of a weird one, considering he was the captain. Mm-hmm. Um, the midfield, let's be honest, you know, it's, it's aging a little bit. Um, Ruben Neves, brilliant player. You know, Man United were linked with him. Um, they do they do have some key pieces in that team, but something's not right there. And again, Villa, you mentioned there, some something's not right with the quality that's in the team. I feel like that's very, very noticeable. I mean, Leon Bailey has had a torrid time with injuries, but he looked really annoyed to come off the other day, like as if something's genuinely quite wrong there. And, you know, there's, there's this issue with Tyrone Mings, yet all of a sudden Tyrone Mings is actually playing. We stripped him of the captaincy, but then he brought him in because he wasn't impressed with Diego Carlos. Um, it's very strange what's going on with there. Apparently, you know, him and Coutinho aren't exactly on the greatest of terms as well. So it's very interesting to see what's happening to Villa. And, you know, I think Gerard will probably be the next manager sacked. Obviously, you don't want to see anyone lose the job. But, like you say, it's a, it's a results-driven game. So, yeah, I think Gerard's probably the next manager gone. Um, the next team up, obviously, Leeds, Jesse Marsh. I think we all said, you know, he's just a filler. And, you know, he's only going to be there for a certain amount of time. But he's actually done all right with Leeds, to be honest. Yeah, I, mean, I actually quite like him. I must admit, I quite like what he's doing. I like what he's doing with Leeds. Um, I know we're, we're trying to briefly go through every team, but yeah. Leeds are one of the ones I think we can't really speak too much about at the minute because we're still trying to find out what, where they are, I suppose. Um, but they should have got something on, on Sunday against Arsenal. They were very, very unlucky. Yeah. You know, I think the, the VAR decisions kind of helped Arsenal out a little bit. Um, obviously the penalty that, that, that they missed but it took an age for the penalty to be taken you, know, you, you were kind of expecting um, Bamford to miss that because of how long it took to actually give the penalty yeah. it puts puts a lot of pressure on you um, 
but they were so unlucky against Arsenal and, and they probably should have won that game. Um, so I've got absolutely no problems with Leeds this year. I think they'll be fine. Yeah, I, I think they've done some alright business as well considering they lost Rafinha and they've lost Calvin Phillips. I think the business is all right in the centre. Tyler yeah. Adams and Mark Rocker look okay. You know, Sinistera, I know he's a good player from the Dutch leagues. Um, he just The thing is with Sinistera is he just needs to keep himself fit. Brendan Aronson looks a player. I mean, I remember us saying, looks like he's just signed his mates, which kind of has, but they're not bad players, to be fair, especially Aronson. Um, so, yeah, it's one of those things we'll, we'll like see how they get on. But I, I don't mind Jesse Marsh. I kind of like his personality. He's a little bit out there. Like, um, I just think he's quite amusing. Obviously, when the, the Conte and the, the Tuchel, you know, battle, and he was, they were saying, oh, do you expect to shake Tuchel's hand at the weekend? Well, no, not really, because he's meant to be banned. I mean, that's the rules, isn't it? Like, I kind of like that attitude. It's quite good. So I am, uh, I am, I'm pleasantly surprised with how he's getting on with Leeds at the moment. Granted, 16th, but you know, nine games for them this season. I think they're one of the few teams to have played nine games. In fact, they're the only team to have played nine games. Um, mm-hmm. So an interesting one. I mean, Everton, next team, you know, 15th in the league. Frank Lampard. It's always been that Gerard Lampard kind of, you know, uh, comparison. I mean, right now yeah. Everton probably look a better fit than Villa, which is, I don't think we would have said that last season, come the end of the season. I think Everton in January have got a big, big task on their hands to keep Anthony Gordon. And I, I know Anthony Gordon kind of um, differs people's opinions because he is a little bit of a cheat. You know, he, he does take a fall mm-hmm. now and again, but he's an excellent footballer when when he's on. Um I actually think I thought Everton would struggle so far this year. They're actually they're doing all right at the minute, so it's one to keep an eye on. I think with Everton, I don't think Lampard will be too disappointed with fifteenth at the minute, considering the games they've played. So I think they're they're just kind of there or thereabouts, aren't they? You know, I think they, they might have just a, a little boring mid-table, which I think they need. I think they just need a period of stability yeah. <laughs> with Everton. I think that's all, all they want. Um, so I think they should be okay, but January is a big, big month for them to keep all of their uh, their star assets, I think. Yeah, I, I would, again, agree on that one. Um, you know, that for me, that I, I love Jordan Pickford. And, you know, Jordan Pickford is a, a very, very good keeper. He's very commanding. And I think having him in the team, his presence alone, is, is it's a big thing for Everton. Um, I think they've signed some OK players, some experienced players. That Owen Arnas, you know, he's, he's a bit of a, you know, a bit of a defensive, you know, wall, which is kind of what they they need Anthony Gordon has ability don't know why he was linked with Chelsea like because I don't think he's there yet but he, he annoys us with how much he dies and how much like yeah. an antagonist he is but can, I can't take it away from him. the kid's got ability you know what I mean so um, be interesting to see where he is in January considering Chelsea will link with him I don't think he'll go to Chelsea like now but interesting one Um there's a couple of teams who are, you know, kicking around, um, who were kind of like mid-table, you know, obviously West Ham, Southampton, Fulham, Bournemouth, Crystal Palace, Brentford even. Like, you know, they're all look okay. I mean, have you out of those teams, is there anyone that kind of stands out for you as, you know, a real impressive unit? I've been really impressed with Bournemouth. Um, they lost 9-0 to Liverpool. They cost Scott Parker his job. And I think a lot of people thought that was quite harsh. Um, for me, I think... You cannot lose nine nil and and expect to be in a job. I think obviously Jack Ross at Dundee, mm. um, it's the same weekend uh, lost his job after losing nine. You just it just can't you, you cannot keep your job after that result. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gary O'Neill who's gone in, I don't, I don't think he's, if he's if he's lost 
a game, it's only the one. He's, I think he's just steadied the ship. He's he's gotten sound defensively, and they're picking up the odd goals to to win games. I was actually surprised. I looked at, I looked at the table at the weekend. I was like like eighth or ninth. I was yeah. like wow, you know, I didn't really notice that. So I think it just goes show how much of a good job he's actually done. I expect Bournemouth will probably give him that till the end of the season, um, and see if he can see what he can do. He's he's very deserved. I think he's 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 really um. He's really, you know, steady them after getting beat nine 0 off, off off Liverpool. So fair play to him. Um, Brentford, I think you mentioned, didn't you? Um, yeah. Gotta be honest, I was expecting a little bit more from them. Um, I know Ivan Tony's obviously, you know, been Ivan Tony, um, but I probably expect them to be. I know the the ninth, and they'll have took that at the start of the year, but I don't know. I watched them against I watched them against Newcastle the other way, and I thought they were terrible. But they've, they've picked it up since then. Um, Fulham, I don't, we, we all said this. I don't think we, any of us said Fulham will go down. They'll be all right. Palace are just going to be mid-table, mid-table plodders, I think, which is fair fair enough. You know, with under Vieira, I think just one improvement upon improvement every season. Yeah. Um, West Ham, I think they've they're done all right business. Kamaka, for example, mm-hmm. and they signed Luka Paqueta. Um Don't think them players have kind of gelled yet, but important yeah. I think you, that... the problem is with West Ham and it's been it's, it's always an issue with when you play uh, in Europe on the Thursday and then you've got for some reason uh, some teams do struggle to play the Europe on the Thursday and then the Premier League on the Sunday even though it's pretty much the same with Champions League Wednesday Premier League Saturday it's probably the same recovery time yeah. but there's always been that issue we've seen I think it was Ipswich who played in the, in the when it was called the UEFA Cup and they went down that year because they just couldn't get the squad when you've got like a, a squad as thin because West Ham haven't really got that squad in depth yet it's hard to you know get those players back fit and ready when they've had a little bit of a long journey back on the Thursday so that's that was to be expected I think with West Ham yeah um I think they'll I don't think they'll get in Europe again this year I, I really don't I, I think if, if they get in the top 10 they'll be happy yeah nah uh, I'm I'm with you on that one, and like the team obviously up from Brentford's Brighton, I think Brighton will get in Europe this year because I think even though the form has kind of changed, I haven't won in four games. Obviously, it's under a new coach. I think he'll be able to implement his style of play. He's done. He did an all right job at South Sulo when he was there. You know, he had some good players come through his ranks, and he signed some good players as well. Um, Roberto De Zerbi. But I think Brighton have, you know, a good team. But it's like it's really unfortunate that Unok and Wepu, you know, was forced to retire because I really personally rated him. I thought he was going to be like a, a version of a Kante. So it's it's really sad that you know he's had to retire. But Brighton for me still look quite a good side, albeit losing Graham Potter to Chelsea. Like, um, I, 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 I'm looking at the the, the, the table now. This is like a live table as well. I cannot see where you're getting the team who's going to drop out of that top seven, um, who Brighton are going to take over. And the problem is, since since Graham Potter's left, they haven't won a game, and they they, they cannot score at the minute. So yeah. I just think they may need to have that period of stability with the new gaffer coming in, where they might just have to get the signature and come back next year with a, with a bit of a run. Um, it, it is a massive, it is a huge, listen more about Graham Potter, Graham Potter deserves a big job. I'm glad he got Chelsea job. Whether he lasts long is another question because we know what happens at Chelsea. Yeah. 
Um, but he started off all right at Chelsea, hasn't he? But he's deserved that for what he's done with Brighton. You know, he's he's turned Brighton into a very, very good, solid Premiership team. And I don't think many people would have said that 10 years ago. So yeah. fair play to Graham Potter and fair play to Brighton, actually, because I like the model, what they do with this, the sign them cheap, sell them big. But I'm a massive fan of that model, so fair play to them. Yeah, and I, I, I was a bit... I've seen Graham Potter go to Chelsea. I think it was a good move for him, good for English manager. But yes, you're right, Chelsea have 100% sack rate. It's very rare their manager walks away on their own accord, which concerns me for the the English manager. So I'm hoping I'm wrong. I'm hoping he's going to be there for a long period of time, but I'm going to be honest, I don't trust that Todd Bowley like at Chelsea, to be honest. So um, not that he's ever going to listen to this podcast, but I just didn't trust his ideas. I think they're a bit skew with to be honest um i'm i mean i'm going to talk obviously about you know the the so-called big clubs but i'm going to talk about this club before them um through gritted teeth newcastle signed some fantastic you you can't say you can't say otherwise i know we're Sunderland fans i know we're biased but the fifth in the table so they've lost one game all season and that was very controversial um you can't fault them. Um, and, yeah, I mean, we are seeing it through gritted teeth, but signed well, you know, brought in the likes of Sven Botman in. Um, you know, they've, um, you know, Isak, I know Isak's injured at the minute, but I think that's a great signing. Um, Bruno is just, you know, he's, he's a top four player, isn't he? He's, he's, he's world class. And you just look at the, at the kind of improvements in, the likes of Miguel Almiron, who was, you know, a subject of, you know, ridicule last season. Um, he scored like I think he scored five goals already this season, and, yeah. and that's, you know, that that's very, very good from him. But they just look, they look an outfit, and that's where they want to be at the end of the year. That I think if they, can, if they can sneak into that UEFA Conference League, that'll be great for them, and that'll probably also, you know, kind of move forward that their objective is to obviously be one of the best teams, one of the biggest teams in the world. They've got plenty of money behind them. We can we can, we can can argue that the cows going home, whether this is, you know, a, a model that we agree with, with the ownership, you know, we all know that. You know, I don't agree with it, but it, it is what it is. And until the Premier League kind of, you know, grow, grow a set of balls and, you know, kind of, you know, clamp down on whoever owns these football clubs it's going to happen so um you know you can only base them on results on the pitch on and results on the pitch being excellent so far this season yeah and like like you say that Almond's vastly improved you know I, I'm gonna hold my hands up I was a critic of Almond I really rated him at Atlanta United and I've said for a good couple of years I don't know if he's cut off for the Premier League but this season looks a different different player I mean um, I've, what I found very interesting, you know, popping up on like some f- f- forums and stuff is like that, you know, some of the, the Newcastle contingent were, you know, maybe a little bit disheartened with the way the team started and, you know, like how Eddie Howe was getting on. I mean, lost one game, drawn four, won one at that point in time. Don't really think that's a bad record, but some people on forums no. and stuff were calling for him out. <laughs> and, and, and the issue would be, um, the issue would be with that is. I don't think they've shown the full potential so far this season. They've yeah. just they've got results when they've had to get results. You know the they have had they have had a bit of luck. You know, a couple of VERs have gone there. We had, I think uh, Kieran Trippy had one successfully turned out. Obviously, when they played um, Brentford, I know the one the one end up winning. I think it was five one, whatever it was, fantastic result. But Brentford had a goal ruled out early on. Um, 
I want to see it Fulham. Obviously, Fulham had to play sent off very early on. The game's over, isn't it? You know what I mean? But fair play to them. They've had to, they've had to get the results still. And they have. So, you know, again, like we say, it is to a great teeth. It is to, you know, two Sunderland fans. But we've always said this is, a, this is a mutual podcast. So you can only, you know, say what's in front of you. Yeah. Yeah, the honesty's kind of got to be there, really, I guess, hasn't it? But, um, We'll, we'll move on and you know move on to you know the so-called big teams now you know the the Liverpool, Man United, City, Chelsea, Tottenham, Arsenal. Um, gonna start obviously top of the league. Arsenal um, made really good signings. Um, really impressed with the signings. Impressed with Arteta's philosophy and I, I, I was a critic of Arteta. Um, we did a podcast with Ahmed where we we're pretty much all a bit of a critic of Arteta, but like. They look a good team, and you know, team second in the league at the moment. Tottenham, Conte has completely changed him. Harry Kane looks a different player under under Conte this season. Very interesting for the London clubs. Um, I tell you what, with Arsenal, and and this is why I always say with with manage with you know managers and and that it just goes to show that sometimes you just have to give them that little bit of time. You know, and and and, and listen, Arteta's been there a little while now, and there was there was all rumours he's not going to last. They were near the bottom of the league, and then look what he's done now. He's got his stamp on this team now. I mean, they look phenomenal. You know, like they're, 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 again, another team has had to ride the luck. And I mentioned the Leeds game, but the top on merit, and they, they deserve to be there. Um, you know, I think the signing of Jesus was was a tremendous signing. Um, you know, give him week in week out football. Look what he can do. Um, obviously Zinchenko has been a little bit hit and miss because he's been injured but you look at Odegaard's playing well Saka's playing well um, Xhaka you know, looks a different player this season yeah literally just about come on to him granted Xhaka looks a completely different player he's scoring goals <laughs> it's like right. what's going on and he's got um, five assists they, they have they've, they've been phenomenal um, it's a fair play at them being top of their Tottenham I'm not. I'm not sure. I agree with Harry Kane looking a different player. I just think Harry Kane's amazing, and and what they're doing with him is that he's turning more into like, a, 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 what's the equivalent of a quarterback, where he's getting the ball so deep, letting Son and Richarlison and um, Kulusevski isn't it the um, the Swedish guy, uh, uh, bringing them in, into the play. They have got a bit of an injury worry with Richarlison. I think he's. I think he's out for the World Cup. Actually, he's hurt himself. But um, Tottenham are getting. The odd one nils aren't there. Uh, I watched them against Leicester. Obviously, they absolutely stuffed Leicester, and some yeah. come on and had a had a wonderful game. They need to get him firing a bit more. They need they need more goals from. It can't just be Harry Kane. And and to be fair, Hjolberg's helped help <laughs> helped them out a fair bit this year. Um, much maligned Hjolberg because I'm not a huge fan of him, but I think he's improved. I think he's been the most improved player in the country actually. But again, what Conte has done is got the defense sorted out. Um, they're still. Still capable of letting in that really leaky bad goal, but they are a lot more strong at the back, um, especially with Eric Dyer being there. So fair play to them. Aye, um, I would agree. With, I think I think Tottenham signed well. I think Arsenal signed well. I think both London clubs did really well in in that window. Um, Chelsea and Man United. Man United. Eric Ten Hag came in. You know, Casemiro came out of nowhere as a signing. Um, Anthony was pursued a long time by City, then went to United. Chelsea obviously <laughs> let Tuchel go, which I thought was a bit of a shock. Um, but when you think about you know the hundred percent sack rate, really, it's probably not. Signed Sterling, I think Sterling's a really good player. Um, 
I was a bit surprised City let him go, if I'm being honest. But like, what do you make City uh, make of United and Chelsea so far? Um, United are just they're just kind of living up to the kind of you know shambolic thing that's been going on behind the scenes with them. I'm I'm surprised that they're as high up as they are. They've obviously picked up a few results under Ten Hag, and they had a um an excellent result um, a few weeks ago when they absolutely demolished some side. I can't remember what it was, but then they absolutely got destroyed off City. And that just goes to show where they are. You know, that they'll probably finish in the, they'll finish in the top six. But um, I think, I think they'll be, I don't think they'll, hit, I don't think they'll get in the Champions League. Um, Chelsea, I agree with you about two, so I think that was harsh. I, I don't know what he's actually what he's done wrong there, um, especially when they've given that window. You know, they were, they, I mean, and then he went out of existence, didn't it, with with Abramovich getting all of his assets stripped, which was rightfully so. Um, but you know, to give him that window to, to be to, to be there to give them their backing off the new owners, and then from lasting. You know, what barely three months into the season, I think strange. But I, I like what they've done bringing Graham Potter in. I think he'll be all right. And I quite like the Aubameyang signing. I think that's a, I think that's quite a good little signing for him to come there and he'll get goals. Yeah, um, you know, I, I would love to see them sign a winger um, in January, like a nice quick winger who can provide him with the assists because he'll score a bag full um, providing that. Um, but mm, I think the top, I think Chelsea will go in. I think Chelsea will get in the top four. Yeah. Manu will be just outside, and then obviously Tottenham, Arsenal, and Man City. I think are the um, the three for the league. I still think City will win it at Canada, but um, that Liverpool result the weekend really put the cat amongst the pigeons, didn't it? One hundred percent, yeah, and gives Arsenal some some breathing space as well. Um, but yeah, um, Chelsea have so much quality in that team. But for me, I don't ever think with Chelsea. For at least a, a good couple of years, you could kind of put together a, a brilliant front three like you could, you know, a Liverpool, for example, with a Salah, Mane, and and a now Diaz. Um, but I feel like there is there's a project there, and I think Potter's the right man for it, especially when they've got such a great youth system. Mason Mount's looking quite good. Last last game is brilliant. Um, and they need players like Mason Mount to perform. People who's came through the academy. I like Havertz. I, I, we we said. For one of our very first podcasts, it could be a flop, but like I'm kind of liking the way he's playing. Was the eye we caught? We did call him a flop. Yeah, but <laughs> I, right I'm liking the way he plays. <laughs> I think he's better up front than he is as a cam. Um, I agree. I yeah, think I he's agree. much better. But I right, we'll, we'll see how they get on. Man United, it's just an odd one. Man United, it's just so hard to describe. I mean, even talking to a Man United fan, I don't even they know what's actually going on with the team or where the team will actually be. So. I mean, they could be. They could finish fourth. They could finish sixth. They could finish twelfth. Who knows? But it's it's one of those things that we'll keep an eye on. And and lastly, I just want to kind of finish on this league review, really, of first and second City and Liverpool last season. I mean, City. Let's be honest. Look elite with Haaland up front. Liverpool seventh season syndrome for Klopp. Although it was a great result of the weekend, like. Yeah, and, and it'd be fair to say they've lost twice Liverpool this season. Obviously, in the Community Shield, they lost and um, last week. But ah, you know that could that could have gone the other way. Uh, it was a really good game, actually. Even though it was only one 0 City City will win the league, and, and and the reason why they win the league is that they've got the best striker in in the world at the minute in Ireland. I mean, he's just just a phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Um, you know, some of the goals he scores and it's just outrageous. Um, you know, he's gonna break. 
I think he's good. If he stays in the Premier League for tenure, he will break every record that there is. You know, he'll break Shearer's record. Um, I still think Harry Kane will break that record. I think he's yeah. just going on the right trajectory. But I mean, Erling Haaland just. I knew this would happen as well. You know, I think a lot of us predicted this would happen. And then he had that poor community shield. And then one was like, well, you could do it in the Farmers League, but kind of in the Premier League. And then he goes and scores Arik. So, <laughs> and three Hatricks in a row. Yeah. Um, you know, it, you just ruin out of things to say how good he is. But I actually think he's brought the best out of Ford and he's brought the best out of De Bruyne. Um, I like. I like the way that the Bernardo Silva's started the season. Um, even Grealish for for as much he's quite maligned at the minute, you know, obviously stuff what he said about Almiron and um, you know, stuff in his private life that's came out the last couple of days. I actually think Grealish has started the season really well, although he hasn't scored many. But he looks a good a good part of that side. Um, so I think they I think they'll win the league. Liverpool, they'll be over the I think they'll be over the win to finish top four. I think the way Klopp's gone on saying that they might not challenge this year. Big questions whether they should have sold Mane. Um, you know, they miss his hard work. They miss his, you know, his, um, his graft. Um, is Salomon form? Probably not. Um, the thing is with Salomon, you always get Salomon form when I don't have him in my dream team and I've currently got yeah. him in. So, uh, <laughs> sorry, I currently don't have him in. So now, you know, he's scoring goals. <laughs> but, you know, but they've got some injury problems, haven't they? Obviously, um, Diaz is out for a little while and Jota, Jota went down on Sunday and he's out for the World Cup so um, they'll they'll have to really you know rely on the likes of Harvey Elliott and uh, Cavallo um, the young guns so if they finish top four I think they'll be up I think Klopp will, t- Klopp will bite your hand off now for top four I don't think that, I don't think they'll transfer the league I think the league's between the three yeah. um, would like to see it go down to the last few weeks of the season but I think over the Christmas period when they get the players back from the World Cup would be when you see City really stretch the legs a little bit. And to be honest, I, I've got to say this, I don't think I've seen a better team in Europe with City, so I would I would probably put City to finally put the Champions League who do the bed as well. Um but we'll see what happens with them. But I'm I'm just I've just just I know in the third in the table. <laughs> third in the table, I'm just absolutely um I just don't think there'll be anybody anybody um close to them um at the end of the season. Yeah, no, I mean, City's not going to lead team. Like, you mentioned Ford and there, you know, Ford looks a different player. Well, I don't want to use him as a different player because he's a really good player, but he looks like he, you know, he's excelling, he's an improving player. De Bruyne is just De Bruyne, you know, he's he's one of the best midfielders in the world, probably is the best midfielder in the world at the moment. Um, he's just fantastic talent. Um, as far as City go, though, there is one thing I am going to mention about City. I honestly don't think Jack Grealish should be there next season. The reason being is, is if he's that important, he didn't even get on the pitch against Liverpool, which is arguably, you know, at the moment, as far as title challenges go, it's always been their biggest rival, besides obviously the Man United um, mm. rivalry. But to me, that says that something's not right, something's not clicking. If, you know, a player who you spend £100 million on doesn't even get a minute against Liverpool. Yeah, I think, I think with that... The last 10, 15 minutes, is he someone you want to bring on? Um, probably. So it was a bit of a surprise. Um, but you know what you know what Guardiola's like. You know, there'll be there'll be times this season and, and there's times over the last you know, Pep Guardiola's a dream team manager's nightmare because you don't know what he's going to do. Yeah. Um and there will be times when Fordon doesn't get on, there'll be times when for all of a sudden Haaland's on fire and he drops him. 
Um, you know, De Bruyne, De Bruyne normally sometimes he, he gives him a rest and during the week doesn't like playing three games a week. So I've got no, I've got no problems with 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 that. To be honest, I I, I think Grealish needs to score a lot more. I think he needs to score a few more goals. I think he needs to have that game where we're talking about Jack Grealish and not Phil Foden, not you know um, Erling Haaland. He needs that game where he really stands out. Um, otherwise, he might find these. He might find himself, you know, at at another club, but I just I think I think Pep's bought him for the long term and not for the short term. To be honest, you know, we we give him last season. You always give, you always give the big plate, the big signings at City and, and Haaland's the the one that bucks the trend. You give them the first season to get used to Pep's style of play. Second season is when you start seeing him come in, and I think he's had a good start, bar. The, you know, bar that um, bar that game the weekend when he didn't come on, which I I thought that was a head scratcher and. They end up losing the games, didn't they? So it might have been a mistake by Pep. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I just don't see him being there personally. Um, Liverpool, um, I don't see Klopp being there next season. I really don't. I'll, t- I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, we've just mentioned there Jack Grealish, and then we've mentioned Liverpool in the same breath. Him at Liverpool. You, you, do you think that could happen? I, I don't think they'll sell him to Liverpool because you're selling him to a rival, but imagine him in that team. I think that's, I think that's, uh, I think that's a, a, an interesting one. Um, I agree about Klopp as well. Yeah. I don't think, I, I don't know, I don't know what it is with Klopp, but Klopp at the minute is is turned from one of the most likable people in the Premier League to someone you actually want Liverpool to lose because of the way he's acting. I mean, the way he went on at the weekend was was stupid. Yeah. We talk about we talk about uh, you know giving referees respect from grassroots level because there's loads of referees who who are now not referees because they're sick of the abuse. And then you've got one of the biggest managers in the world screaming at an assistant official. In fact, it wasn't even assistant; it was fourth official. It wasn't fourth official's fault. Uh, you know what I mean? Yes, it was a foul. You know what I mean? It was a foul. But you can't be. Your team's one nil up, and you cannot be doing that. I mean, he should get a touchline ban, whether he doesn't or whether whether the FA, you know, kind of, you know, like pussy out of it, which. I think they will, yeah. um, but he needs a touchline ban, and not this touchline ban where he can, you know, be on the phone with his assistant manager or whatever. Um, just, just ban him from the game, ban him from the stadium, and um, and 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 kind of throw the book at him, you know, make it make it be known that we're not going to accept abuse at referees because it's not on. Yeah, that's that's a good point considering you know obviously you know there's there's a lot of talk about you know the the way. People should just generally be treated. So mm-hmm. yeah, referees are people. You know, like people should generally be treated in, in a way of respect. Now, I agree with you on that one. Yeah, um, I don't think Klopp will be there next season. I don't. At seventh season syndrome, he'll leave like he did Dortmund. Um, you did mention Jack Grealish Liverpool. Let me just put the cat amongst the pigeons there. Sterling went to a rival. It could happen. Who knows? Uh, yeah, it could. It could. But I don't think. I don't think they saw Chelsea as, as a title rival this year, whereas next year for Southbridge, Liverpool Liverpool might bring in... Liverpool are going to have to bring in some midfielders at some point because, obviously, John Henderson's getting on. Um, you know, Thiago's not as young as he was and um, Fabinho is not the most um, injury... You know, he gets a bad battle with injuries, so they're going to have to bring some midfielders in and I'd imagine Harvey Elliott will get more of a goal next year as well. Um, really but, impressed by him this season as well, Harvey. Elliott. Oh, big quality. He's been quality, yeah. Um, but they'll have to bring in like that kind of Coutinho style, I think, midfielder where they've 
where they need a little bit more guile, you know. I mean, they do miss Mane, and I think I said on this pod that I would have got rid of Mane, and I really, you know, for once, I really regret what I said. <laughs> Sadio, but, if you're listening, that's an apology. Yeah, yeah that's an apology, <laughs> Sadio, yeah. But but to be fair, he's gone there to, to buy it, hasn't he? And, right. and he's, he's pulling up trees there, so... Um, I don't, I don't know. The problem is with Klopp, where is he going to go? You know, is he going to go to Barcelona or Real Madrid? I don't think he'd enjoy it as much. Madrid. Um, Ancelotti will retire and he'll go to Madrid. Certainly don't think he'll get the money there than what he's got at Liverpool. Um, yeah. Would he go to Italy? I doubt that suits his style of football. You know, the pressing, <clears> they don't do that in Italy. Would he go to PSG? Possibly. But again... The French league, well, he he's in the biggest league in the world at the minute. You know what I mean. But it will come a time where he will leave. Obviously, it'll come a time when when Pep leaves and I'll cry my eyes out. You know what I mean. <laughs> Even though I don't spot City, but it will come a point where these managers, these great managers, where we've been so lucky to have them both in in the same league at the same time, and we've seen some massive games between them. But it will come a time when they both leave. It happened obviously with Alex Ferguson and Arsene Wenger, where you know, produce some of the best football that's ever been seen in this country. It will happen. But at the minute, just I don't know where he's going to go at. I, I do agree with you that it doesn't it doesn't look right at the minute with Liverpool, but I just don't know where he's going to go from there, whether he just takes a break and comes back, but we'll see what happens. My prediction is Ancelotti's going to retire and he's going to go to Madrid next season. So that's on this recording, I'm saying that. That's my prediction. I think he'll be at Real Madrid next season. Um but that's just a prediction. It's not a spoiler. We'll see. Um, I just want to ask you five very quick fire questions, and I want the answer that comes to your head straight away. All right. I want to kind of gauge your answer to some of these questions. You still there? Hold yeah, yeah, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I'm just going to literally randomly, I'm looking at the league, pick out some questions, and I just want you to give me yes no answers. Um, first one My United, is Ronaldo the problem? Yes. <laughs> Uh, Man City, Erlen Haaland, is he the best? Will he go down as the best striker ever to play football? No. No. Will he go down as the best striker in the Premier League? No. Interesting. Jurgen Klopp, will he be at Liverpool? No. <laughs> uh, Mikel Arteta, will he be at Arsenal next season? Yes. Fair enough. And lastly, oh, I'm thinking of this one. Um, right. Will Eddie Howe be Newcastle manager next season? Yes. Interesting. I have a feeling he won't be. I think he'll be Liverpool manager. I think he'll be the next Liverpool manager. Maybe he might be there next season, but I think he'll be. If next you're Liverpool. if you're if you're Eddie Howe and you leave Newcastle now or next season, then you really want your head examining. You know what I mean? Because it's going to happen at some point where they do turn into this global brand. It's happening with City. It's going to happen. They've got so much money they're going to throw at it. They're going to re... You know, they are selling the soul, but they're going to rename the stadium. They're going to get so much money from that that goes against financial fair play. It, it is going to happen, whether we like it or not, whether we've just got to accept it. It is going to happen where they're, they're going to get mentioned the same breath as City and PSG and all that. You know, Klopp actually, as much as the we said it was badly wrong, is, is spot on about it. They're, they've got to be mentioned in the top three now where they don't... They can just throw money at everything and it'll it'll probably come come through. So, who might be out of Liverpool? 
who have got an aging squad who probably need a big, big refurbishment. If you speak, if you know what I mean by that, I think it's I think it's too much of a project to think. Well, now you're already at one where you 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 you're loved by the by the fans, and it's pretty much all there for you anyway. So why would it go to Liverpool? Now someone's just telling me it might be a right fit for him. Like it's it kind of fits Liverpool's ethos. Like you know, after having a big name manager, they tend to do it. But that again, that's just a theory. It might be wrong. Who knows? But we'll leave it at that. I'm gonna ask you who your ball and ball lake of the season is so far, and then we'll end it on that. Well, obviously, Ireland. Ireland ball so far. Um, ball lake. You look, you look at Ronaldo, don't you? But probably, yeah, probably, probably Ronaldo, just because he just, he just does not look happy to see. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's that's true. I mean, yeah, I think it's easy enough to say Ellen Haaland, and it really. Um, I mean, I'm gonna. I'd like to go Ellen Holland, but I'm not going to go Ellen Holland because you've gone with him. But I'm going to say, you know, so far, ball of the season's got to be Mikel Arteta for what he's doing with Chelsea. Yeah, know, it's a great show. And with show. Arsenal, sorry, not Chelsea, uh, I think he's doing a really good job. Like, you know, assign good players. I, again, his ethos is very strange, but it seems to be working, especially if you watch that Arsenal all or nothing thing. So, yeah, can he, can he impress with him? As far as, you know, ball eight goes, I'm going to, again, go for another manager, just someone who, I don't know, there's just, I think there's just, some change there and it's got for me it's Steven Gerrard like his attitude and his mentality is completely changed he doesn't look like he can find like a solid kind of uh favorite favorite 11 and when he does you know he he's kind of putting stuff out there you know like oh I'm taking the captain's armband off Mings because basically Mings is a liability and I'm not disagreeing with that but then if he's so much of a liability why did you drop him for one game and then bring him back in for every game you played this season so I just think I don't know, I just think he's backtracking a lot. He's kind of like Liz Truss, really, but um, <laughs> that, that's uh, just my opinion. Um, that's another podcast. <laughs> no, me, Rachel's a divvy, but yeah, we'll leave it at that. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll leave it at that. It's nice to uh, catch up with you and have a, a, a good record and just a bit banter about football, really. Um, so thanks so much for uh, jumping on this evening. And uh, we're going to be on um, Dan's is it a YouTube channel, I think. Um, yeah, I think so. I think it's YouTube tomorrow with Turf Mill Castor, which we're looking, I'm really looking forward to because uh, Dan's a really good lad. Uh, um, I think that'll hopefully be. Hopefully, I'll get me on, Sunday, on Saturday because I'm going to get on Saturday. I think it's cross, we, our paths cross. Um, but yeah, it'll be, be a good pod, that'll be a good one. Dan's a good lad, so. Aye, it is. It'll be good um, having a bit of banter. You know, they're, they're doing all right this season, so are we. You know, I'm, I'm still sticking by it, and we're going to be in the playoffs. Um, <sighs> but we need a strike. We I, need, I, I, uh, I, would, I would have wholeheartedly agreed with you, actually, had we had a striker fit. All right. Well, we back. <laughs> We've just got to keep past January, and we're all right, I reckon. But, aye. Um, well, thanks so much, Anne, and we'll be back with uh, another pod uh, next week. So thanks so much, guys. Thanks for listening.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.